Welcome to a very special holiday bonus episode of the Divorce and Beyond podcast. We know that the holiday season is especially difficult for some. So today I'm joined by Dr. Elizabeth Cohen, the divorce doctor, who's here to give you some guidance for getting and hopefully thriving through the holidays. Coming up on today's episode of the Divorce and Beyond podcast. Yeah, this is the busiest time. We call it the Holy Trinity, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's, and throw in Diwali and Kwanzaa and all the other holidays. That is, it's an incredibly stressful time for people. Hello, and welcome to the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host. As a top divorce attorney and family law mediator for 30 years, I know what you need to know to get through your divorce, and most importantly, how to move beyond it to thrive and transition to your new future. My experts and I are here to give you the insider view into the process, so listen in for the wisdom and expert information you need on your journey through divorce and beyond. Hello and welcome to today's podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host, and again, we are joined by my favorite, Dr. Elizabeth Cohen, the divorce doctor. She's back for her fourth episode, and this is a special episode that we are doing because as we were just talking about, we are going into the holiday season, and this is a rough one. This is tough, and I am hearing it from not just my divorcing clients, not just my listeners, from everyone, and I'm feeling it myself. So Dr. Elizabeth made some time, and let me tell you, in her busy schedule, that is hard to do, but she is here, and we're here to try and give you some help on how to get through the holidays yourself this year. So thank you, Dr. Elizabeth. My pleasure. I love being here, and your audience is so engaged. It's a wonderful audience to talk to well they uh, they really love you and they love what you are adding to help them um you know i did want to mention the last episode you and i did you, we've done 3 but the last one was on toxic masculinity that was occasioned by an outreach from one of our listeners mark worley and after the episode came out he sent the loveliest email and i know you've seen it but i just want to let people know you know mm-hmm. uh, susan i wanted to reach out and thank you for the episode on toxic masculinity with Dr. Elizabeth. I will be listening to this episode multiple times as it is very helpful. I also wanted to thank you for providing some resources for men. Community is so important, especially when going through rough times like a divorce. I will definitely be checking those out. And he thanked us for creating an episode based on his question. So I just want everyone to know that we really take seriously what you ask us, what you need to know from us, and what you're needing. And this particular episode, what we're talking about today, mental health, stress during the holidays is very much occasioned by what I have been hearing from people. Um, and I know, Dr. Elizabeth, in your in your field as one of the leading psychologists in the country, I'm sure you're hearing this from people. Yeah, this is the busiest time. We call it the Holy Trinity Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's, and throw in Diwali and Kwanzaa and all the other holidays. That is, it's an incredibly stressful time for people. Well, and that's, I was telling you just a minute ago, I was, I, 
always like to do a little research just because I'm trying to understand the depth of the problem. And again, it's hard to get stats of what's happening during COVID. And as we've talked about in prior episodes, uh, diagnoses of anxiety and depression are up threefold since the advent of COVID. But one statistic I found from pre-pandemic times was that 64% of individuals who have been diagnosed with a mental health concern believe that the holidays worsen their condition, 64%. So, I, I mean, this is a massive issue. Whether you're going through divorce, which only adds to the stress and perhaps depression and anxiety, um, and, and, the, and then adding the pandemic on top where people are in many ways separated from family, friends, celebrations, community. Um, I think that, you know, how much do you feel that that is adding to the stress and anxiety and, you know, feelings of depression people may be having? Right now. Yeah, I think it's a huge, I think that's a huge influence on how people are feeling. You know, the holidays in general are incredibly stressful for people. Um, let me just start there because of the pressure we have in our society. And you know, we talk, you and I talk a lot about the pressures of society with marriage. We talked about it with toxic masculinity. And now here we are with the holidays. There is a Norman Rockwell idea that holidays are supposed to be joyful, connected, and perfect. And in my business, most people in the world have some complicated feelings with family. And so to, to get pressure to have a perfect time is so invalidating for so many people. Like there are so many people who struggle with their families, who have felt unheard and unseen by their families, that to put the pressure on people to then suddenly kind of let go of those struggles and just show up happy and elated, it could really aggravate underlying mental health conditions because of the piece of invalidating. You know, we don't want to invalidate a person's experience. And that's what's happening, I think, now even more with COVID, right? That there's this sense of, well, you know, just wait a year or, you know, what's the big deal? We'll get together once this is over. No, no, we really need to recognize and validate people's experience of loss and grief. Because even if going to see your family is challenging, it's also a ritual that you do every year. And whenever you don't have a ritual, you feel unmoored. Right. Right. Well, and that's a point to perhaps what many of our listeners right now are experiencing because they're facing difficulties in gathering as a family because of COVID. And then they're also facing difficulties in gathering because they're going through a divorce. And exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I find a lot of the women in my program, you know, before COVID, if their kids weren't with them for one of the holidays, they could create a beautiful self-care plan where they went, you know, maybe they went away with some friends or they did something that felt right for them. I was always suggesting like design your perfect holiday and that's limited. So very, very, very limited, very limited. So even if your kids, let's say, are going to go with your ex, your loneliness is going to feel more intense because of the limited opportunities you have to take care of yourself. Yeah, well, you actually may end up, you, you talk about loneliness, alone. 
because if you can't travel, get on a plane, travel cross country as you usually do to visit your family, you may very well find yourself facing the first day of Hanukkah, the Christmas Eve into Christmas morning or whatever the Thanksgiving, which is just coming up alone, like literally alone. Exactly. And we do not have the best skills for being alone with ourselves. You know, we live, right? Look at the alcohol industry. Look at the food industry, right? Look at Netflix and Instagram. We were just talking about trying to put some of that stuff down. I mean, we live in a world where we distract constantly. And so I recently spoke with someone about this idea of how do we bring in kind of winterizing skills to ourselves? Like when we winterize our house, we prepare it for the winter. How can we prepare ourselves, our nervous systems, for us to go and be alone and more inward. And I think that this might actually be an opportunity, even though it's a painful opportunity, like any sort of growing pain, painful, to see loneliness as an opportunity to feed your inside, like what you really need. So no, you're not going to be able to go with your girlfriends to um, you know, Palm Springs when your kids are with their, your ex, what can you do? What, do you, what does your soul and heart need? Like, do you need to journal about what this experience has been like for you? Do you need to do a meditation class for an hour? Do you need to go into your garden and make sure it's prepared for the winter? Do you need to go for a walk? What are the things that your body, heart, and soul need at this time where we can't have external reinforcement or, or distractions like you were talking about right you know we mm-hmm. can you can turn on netflix and watch every christmas movie known to god in a man um but that actually may be even more isolating uh, because you're not feeding yourself with that or nurturing yourself with those exactly and i think also you can you can, might be setting yourself up to feel even more alone, right? I mean, really thinking about even like watching those movies, you know, they're all based on falsehoods, you know? Not just the Santa falsehood, which I don't want to ruin it. I don't think there's any kids listening to this podcast, but not just that falsehood, but the falsehood that it's this magical time that any kind of argument with a family then turns into this beautiful, you know, feast at the end, right? So life is more complicated. So how can you help yourself really honor where you are. And that might look like planning to go for walks every day or making sure you take a shower every day. I have a client who is going through a depression and we have created a schedule for them between now and the ho- after the holidays for every day to do the same routine, including waking up, what time to take a shower, what time to have coffee, what time to call someone, and, and really think about what do I need to be okay during this time? And this podcast is so important because we're, we're, we're allowing people to say, hey, I'm vulnerable right now. I might not be okay during this holidays instead of having to pretend that you're fine. Right. Well, and that vulnerability is, is so hard for us to acknowledge and admit. But hopefully if you're listening to this episode, one, we always talk about being aware of the potential upcoming issues is very important, but also allowing yourself to feel 
whatever it is you're feeling, that's one of your big messages in every episode we've talked about. It's okay to feel whatever you're feeling. Um, and that tip you just had, I have to say about having a routine and sticking to it, everything that I have read about getting through the holidays says the number one tip Come up, ha, stick to your routine. Have that routine and stick to the, the, that routine. Why is that so important? So the reason it's important is because when we are, we really are creatures of habit. I mean, we, you and I have talked on this podcast before about how the goal for humans is and animals is to be safe, and what helps us feel safe is predictability, knowing where we can go for warmth, knowing where we can go for food, knowing where we can go for safety is the most important um, piece for survival. And so when something new happens, and this is something new good or something new bad, we can start feeling a little unsafe, a little lack of safety and clarity because something new is happening. And so we want to remind ourselves, oh, wait a minute, I know this situation because I have been doing yoga every morning. So I do yoga every morning, even when it's the holiday. So you're reminding your body that you're grounded in this present moment. And it can be, you know, having the same flavor of coffee or making sure you take a shower. You know, there's such an urge for, oh, I'm not going to take a shower. This is, you know, people might feel this on the weekends, like, oh, forget it. I'm just going to throw. And you can notice that Monday can be harder because it's, it's, your nervous system isn't in a space of predictability and essentially knowing that things are safe. And so I really would recommend for people to keep doing what they've been doing. And also we have technology, reach out more. Yeah. You know, there is no shame in a Zoom Thanksgiving, you know, game game night. You know, it doesn't have to be a meal. There are wonderful games that you can play on the computer together in a Zoom call. Um, I have recommended to people who run offices have your Christmas or holiday party on Zoom. Um, some of the people I work with are actually like sending baskets so that everyone will have some food and then can enjoy it together. Um, don't give up celebrating and connecting simply because there's no one physically next to you. You need to be both creative and continuing to do what, what you usually do. That's a great point. And I've actually been thinking about that Um, the ability to connect. And it's these days, mostly through Zoom or through some sort of video conferencing. One little tip for everyone, Zoom has lifted for Thanksgiving. They've lifted the 40 minute limit. So if you have a free account with Zoom, you can talk with friends, family, and anyone out there in the Zoom sphere for as long as you like. They have lifted that limit. But yes, you can be reaching out. We're planning right now some of our holiday parties for the American Bar Association. And we're bringing in comedians. We are bringing in the blues musicians. We are encouraging everyone to either bring their drink or beverage or, you know, snack of choice. And we're, we're coming up with, as silly as it sounds, a bunch of attorneys hanging out and like playing sort of parlor games on, yes. the, on the internet. But people are looking forward to it. It's something yeah. to, to connect still. And I think that's what you were just talking about. Stay connected just because you can't physically go. Yes. You can stay connected. Stay connected. And know that winter holidays were created in many ways because of the darkness and how much we need connection and celebration. So we can still do those even with the platforms that we have now. 
And so really thinking about how am I nurturing myself, I would say every day, but during this holiday season, not to give up. You know, I think there's a, I can, I can feel it. There's this feeling of, oh, it's just going to be terrible. Let's just forget it this year. Please don't do that to yourself because your nervous system is going to be expecting what you've been doing every year. And that's some sort of celebration. So don't neglect yourself simply because it's getting challenging. Now, when you're feeling depressed, the hardest thing is to get yourself to do any behavior. Anything. Anything. So I just want to say that straight out, that all these the suggestions that I'm talking about really do take a level of kind of oomph. That's a little, that's difficult during depression, but that's why scheduling is really important. So here we are, middle of November. It's not December yet. Start really small. Make a schedule about how you're going to handle, let's say if you celebrate Christmas, December 25th. What will you eat? Where will you sleep? And what's one person you'll talk to? Start really small. You can build on it. And you can build on it. You don't have to have the entire thing figured out. And you can also write, one of the suggestions I've been giving clients is, why don't you write down what you actually liked about the holidays in the past? So Cookies. Cookies, (laughs) yeah. Right, well, guess what? You can still make those, right? Cookies. A lot of people say, say travel. And part of that is going somewhere different. So I'm in New York City. And so I, my plan, we can't travel this year, but my plan is to go to a neighborhood in Queens, which if you're from New York, you get, it's like not that far, but when you're, you you only stay in your area. So I'm thinking about, okay, I'm going to go to a new area that I can drive to and just explore a little bit. And that signals to the nervous system and to your mind a little bit of change and a little bit of something different. So we can do it on in smaller ways. Um, you know, we're not flying out to California, but maybe we have, you know, I have a friend from California who sent us these like delicious avocados specifically from California. So how can you be creative and think about ways to give yourself a little piece of what you used to have? Even when it's that tiny little taste, it goes a long way. I love the avocados. I'm a huge avocado fan. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> Just to say, but, and and gifts yeah. is also another thing to think about, right? That this is a year where we've uh, we've really my my life and my clients really reflected on what's important. And I have found people having like the deepest, most like symbolic, special gifts that they've thought about sharing. And that's yeah, wonderful. It's it's not about, you know, the monetary cost anymore. It's really about the meaning behind it. Yeah. Um, and, and maybe, you know, somebody was talking the other day about some of the benefits that have come out of COVID. And one of those things is that we've had to, or hopefully have had to learn how to be more comfortable being alone um, or being with ourselves and reflecting more on what is actually important. Um, if only because we can't do it, you know, things like traveling to see our family, but it will point out to us what's actually really important to us. But I have a, I sort of want to flip it around because the other thing that I'm hearing from people and experiencing uh, a little bit myself is in the holidays, you were talking about travel and 
Right now, we're also running into that situation with family and friends where some family and friends have one opinion on whether it's safe to travel. Yeah. And you may have a feeling that's different. So you may either feel be feeling that they should be traveling if they choose not to, or you may have family who think you're being not correct in saying you won't travel mm -hmm. because of the situation. And so there's a guilt trip going on one way or another. Um, and that's difficult for people right now. Yeah, that is really challenging. And that is real. I mean, that is happening to so many families. Um, it's happening in my family as well. Yeah. I will say, I will say that that guilt would have been there in some other way, probably in that family, right? I mean, in some yeah. ways, COVID and the restrictions has unfortunately, but in some ways, fortunately, brought to light things we already knew. Um, and again, let's say the parent who thinks you really should have Thanksgiving and you feel like you're not comfortable having Thanksgiving, that's my experience, and you set up this boundary, we're not having Thanksgiving. So there's some guilt coming at me, but I'm telling you, if we were having Thanksgiving, there would have been guilt about the time we were having the Thanksgiving dinner, right? There's like, if, if that's probably an ongoing issue in the relationship. So not to get, you know, again, this is related, Susan, to turning inward. You know, I do think that COVID has required us very uncomfortably to let go of some things and some people that aren't working for us. And again, in families, it's a more complicated, but to really sit with, oh, I don't like this guilt. And you know what? This guilt is familiar with this person. This is a feeling I've felt for a long time with them. How is it impacting me? Where did it come from? How long have I been feeling it? Like you can journal about that. Like this is a time to turn inward and understand it. Not to blame the other person, but just to understand it a bit more. I'm just gonna pause for a quick moment here to ask you all for a favor. We wanna hear from you. So if you're enjoying the show or if you have suggestions or if there's a topic you'd like to hear us cover, just reach out at divorceandbeyondpod at gmail.com or you can email me directly at susan at divorceinabetterway.com. Let us know what you think. Stay tuned for more from Susan and her guest, Dr. Elizabeth Cohen, The Divorce Doctor. For more tips on surviving the holidays. The research to show that writing things down helps you metabolize or process your emotions. And let me tell you something, anything you write down, you've been holding in your head. So wouldn't you like to give your head a little bit of a rest? If you are finding this episode helpful, please check out all of our other episodes featuring Dr. Elizabeth and our recent episode with leading parenting expert Christina McGee on how to handle co-parenting with your ex during the holidays. As hard as it is, take five, ten minutes, do it on a lunch break, do it before you go to bed, but just think about like what's most important to me about this holiday, where am I feeling uneasy, uh, what am I stressed about, because let's face it, the holidays are stressful, period. <laughs> Even when you're not going through divorce, and now we return to today's show. Yeah, well, and journaling, you know, I, I want to mention that because I remember back in the early days of my learning how to delve a little deeper into my subconscious, mm -hmm. um, I had a therapist tell me to journal and I thought, well, what, what a bunch of hooey that is. 
Yes. <laughs> Why would I want to journal? And I just want to encourage people, um, if you've been thinking that or anything like it, just put a pen to paper or put your fingers on a keyboard and don't think, just let something come out. You are going to be amazed. Um, I just the other day, so you know, we moved recently and I'm still unpacking because I'm the laziest unpacker in the world. <laughs> and I unpacked a journal from, it was probably one of the first journals I ever kept back from. And it happened to be from a the time period when my first marriage was going south. And I was reading through it and it was it was such an experience for me because I see my evolution to, to understanding myself and how that relationship wasn't working for me in that that book. So I only tell that story only because it it truly is a way for you rather than just sit there and think, how do I feel? What do I think? It, you can exactly. actually it comes out and and it's there's research to show that writing things down helps you metabolize or process your emotions. And let me tell you something, anything you write down, you've been holding in your head. So wouldn't you like to give your head a little bit of a rest? Yeah. It's just getting it out there so that you can stop ruminating over it constantly. And again, it, and, and it doesn't have to be just about things that are not going well. You can you know, spend some time thinking about okay, so this is how this holiday season is going to be. How do I want nec the next one to be? What do I hope? 2020 has been hard. What do I hope for 2021? So turning inward does not have to always be about your negative feelings. It can also be about hopes and aspirations. It's just spending time with yourself rather than running around chasing from others. Right. Well, and such a good point that it can be the positive, not just the negative. Uh, that's actually, there were those moments in there in that old journal as well. Um, and, and you know what, by the way, if you want to write it out and not keep it, you can, you know, go through, I, I probably am going to take that and toss it in a fire at some point and let that part of my life be a part of my past exactly. as well. Exactly. It is not, and also it's just your writing. It's just another way of connecting deeper to yourself. And I, I want to say to people, this is going to be a hard season. Like I don't, I'm not going to lie. I want to validate everyone's experience that what we're used to having, we're not having what we know that numbers of COVID are rising. So that the future is very unknown. It's a, and it's getting colder for those of us in this hemisphere. And it's, it's more stressful. And so I just, I really want to validate that. And I want to say, this is an opportunity for you all to help yourselves figure out what works when you're stressed. What works, what helps you feel slightly better instead of simply feeling like there's no way out. Now, it's not going to be perfect, but you know, let's say a lot of people I know don't even really like turkey, right? So let's say, what food do you like? Okay, maybe you're going to order Chinese, right? What What is something that makes you happy and how can you do that during this time? I'm having pizza and donuts for Thanksgiving. There you go. <laughs> I don't and really there's, like no, there's no one's going to be there to say anything about it. And you can have it at 10 o'clock in the morning whenever you want. Right. But exactly. just even Susan, for you, when I said like, what do you want? You just lit up about what you wanted because a lot of the holidays are about what other people want. 
And this is an opportunity for you to say, what do I really want? What is a special day for me? And I am telling you, if I had tapped you on the shoulder and probably many of your listeners in February and said, would you like a holiday season where you didn't have to travel, where you could just go and be by yourself or with your close family and rest, they would have said, oh my gosh, I would love it. There is that aspect, right? Where you don't have to cook dinner for 30 people, where you don't have to clean your house top to bottom because your mother-in-law is coming over. You know? Exactly, exactly. And again, not to invalidate the feeling that it's different, but just to, to think about how you can serve yourself, how you can make yourself the focus. And I want to say, I know you had um, a podcast about kids and co-parenting. You know, adults feel this way more than kids. This is just yeah. another, like, so a lot of people have been saying to me, I'm worried about my kids. I'm worried about my, think about what, what's best for you. If you're doing better during the holidays, your kids will do better. I mean, that's, so that episode is with Christina McGee, yeah. my parenting expert. And she said, think about it. Do your kid, when your kids look back on the holidays, are they going to look back on a calendar date and say, oh, on September 24th at 4 p.m., we were making cookies? Or are they going to look back on the fact that mom and dad were fighting about where they were going to be on December 24th or whatever that date was? And she's 100% right. Kids aren't, it's, it's about the experience for your children. It doesn't matter the date on the calendar. And that's a good message for us too. You know, what do we, how do we want to experience these holidays? If that means in your pajamas, eating donuts and pizza, that's how you want to experience. You know, this, this is an opportunity to get to know yourself and any, any ideas we have about what we should be doing. You know, I always say, stop shooting on yourself is made up. It's just completely made up. This is an opportunity for you to figure out what feels right for you. If you are experiencing anxiety and depression, we know that moving your body and connecting to others is important. So you can do whatever you want to do. And if you're smart about it, you'll fit those two things in as well. But if you can't, that's okay. I get it. It's really hard. So I just really want to I don't want to push anyone to do anything that they don't feel comfortable doing. And I really want to validate experiences. And I also want to say there are some tools like moving your body and connecting to people that can help. Even if it's a tiny little step, I mean, you could just go, you know, I'm not a person who enjoys the cold weather, but sometimes if I put on my, you know, I have that, that winter coat, that's basically a sleeping bag that, you know, has a hole in the bottom. And if I put that on and go and just even go outside and stand there for a little bit, I I am better off. And if I can take a little walk in my sleeping bag, I'm even better. Well, someone mentioned this to me today, which I think is so smart that every day to try to get some sun and it could be three minutes of sun. So if there's some sun out, just to step outside, set your timer for three minutes and then go inside just to get some air. And, and also I want to, I want to talk with people about, you know, anxiety in particular, because when you're anxious, one of the main aspects of anxiety is this fear of the unknown. And we are just so deeply in that. And so the only thing that is actually for sure is that change happens and we don't know what happens next. Like that is actually the truth. And so tolerating that is incredibly difficult. And often the people I work with 
their anxiety causes them to um, do behaviors to try to mitigate the unknown. So, and the holidays actually provide a lot of those, like over, you know, shopping right, or right. right, eating, drinking. And so I want to let the people who have anxiety know that this is going to be a hard one for you, just like people who are depressed. And thinking about behaviors that you can engage in that will help you feel calmer that don't have to do with buying things or drinking, right? So things like journaling, things like meditating. Now, I want to say to your audience that people often hear meditation and they think, oh my God, I can't do that. What are those like monks sitting on the, you know, on the stones and they have no thoughts in their minds? Okay. Here's a myth. Meditation is not about clearing your mind. Meditation is actually about noticing everything in one moment, noticing your thoughts and not attaching to them. So you can do a mindfulness meditation exercise during the holidays or any time while you're washing the dishes. What you do is you focus on the suds on your hands. You focus on what it feels like to be touching the plates. You focus on the sounds you hear and you focus on the smells. That is a meditation. So be creative. I guess that's the key to this, right? To being creative during this time for ways to connect to yourself and to others when things are, when, when our holidays are so jambled up this year. Yeah, well, I love my my therapist long ago had me do the meditation with my first sip of coffee in the morning, and, and because I'm seasonally affected, it's with the sunshine as well. Go outside, close your eyes, raise your face to the sun, feel the heat of the sun, even if it's ten degrees outside. Feel the how it changes the feeling on your skin, the warmth, and how you can see the sun shimmering through your eyelids and you know that. And that's always made a huge those little moments in time. It's kind of like I remember at my wedding, somebody said it will go by so quickly. Make sure that you ask like your maid of honor or somebody to stop you every once in a while and make you just take a snapshot in your mind of what's happening because that's all you'll ever remember about your wedding. And they're right. That's all I ever remembered about my wedding. And it's the same thing when you go through your day and you take those little moments of meditation. In many ways, they bring you that moment of awareness that you will take forward. Right. And what if we designed a holiday this year around those moments of presence, those moments of groundedness? What if that was what we celebrated this year? Well, there you go, ending an episode on another <laughs> mic drop. Because <laughs> I don't know I where to go too. from there. I mean, That's just fantastic. Think, like, let's just, like let's just pile on a bunch of really present, mindful moments. That's my holiday this year. It's not traveling. It's not having a big meal. It's connecting to myself in these various ways. It might be a run in the morning, a nice cup of coffee, a nap and a book. That sounds like a good day. (laughs) Well, see, why shouldn't that be a holiday then? If that's a good day. So also, you know, if people want, write down your ideal day. Write down what a perfect day would be for you. If there were no, and 
no, no COVID, write it all down, write down the perfect, perfect day, and then see which of those you can recreate. I, I think I might've mentioned this to you when we spoke. I talked to a client about this and she said, oh, I don't want to go to Paris. I said, okay. So you'll watch French movies and we'll get some baguette. We, oui. right? And we'll, <laughs> right? And we'll, I mean, let's just do as much as we can. So again, I keep thinking about, you know, I think the reason I keep thinking about creativity, Susan, um, and now I'm going on <laughs> past my mic drop. Um, but the, re- I'm, the reason I think I'm thinking about creativity is creativity is, creativity is, an, is the antithesis to rigidity and to, which is what anxiety and depression is. So that fight, flight, or freeze. And so if you can bring creativity and levity and openness, then you're no longer in that trauma state. Right. So all of the, and, and you can find creativity in your life in so many different ways. Um, so, well, I hope that this episode is going to help people. I know this is going to be a different holiday, but that, you know, as you just said, you know, it can be a different and still wonderful in its own way holiday for us all. And so I, I wish everyone happy holidays, good holidays, and be kind to yourself um, as you go through these holidays. So Dr. Elizabeth, again, thank you so much for joining me. And uh, I'm sure we're going to hear from listeners, but we will be having you back on the show soon. And I just want to remind everyone or tell everyone, Dr. Elizabeth has her own podcast coming out soon. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, um, I have a new podcast called The Divorce Doctor, and it's coming out in January. Yeah, it's coming out in January with, um, and I had the honor of interviewing Susan. And it's a story. It's stories of people's experience of of divorce. So my experience going through divorce is I just wanted to hear what other people were going through because I felt so alone. So these are just people's stories. So I hope people will tune in in January. Well, I highly recommend it. I have to say, as a divorce attorney who speaks on the topic of divorce all the time, it was an interesting experience for me to talk about going through a divorce. So I think, I, I you know, I, I mean, my listeners obviously love you. I love you. So I, I can't wait for the podcast to come out. We'll be talking about it more. But thank you so much for joining us. Have wonderful holidays yourself driving around Queens. Um, I will be thinking about you doing that as I eat my pizza and donuts. Yes, I love that. And I want to say to everyone, have a good enough holiday. I love that too. Thank you for joining me today on the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I hope you found some information and inspiration to help you on this journey. Please join me every Monday at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for a new episode. And if you like the show, please take the time to subscribe and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. You can also find more information on the website at divorceandbeyondpod.com where you'll find links to the YouTube channel, transcripts of the episodes, and other bonus content. So I'll see you next week to help you move through your divorce and beyond. Thank you.